When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode 53 of Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs is live. Actually, it's on tape, but I, I, Stephen Colbert does the same thing with his show. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater. And I love Stephen Colbert. I just like funny stuff. I think he's funny. This podcast today has a guest with international flair and we're going to go there here in just a minute uh we have to once again uh, make note that p jug has left the podcast we still are sifting through the thousands of audio samples that you've sent to moon p jug hobbs at gmail.com uh give us your best audition do a minute and you know if anybody sends a tape (laughs) we'll put it on the podcast i'll download it I'll edit it in. We'll be able to hear what you sound like. Uh, we want you. There's no pay. There's no benefit program of any nope. sort. No. Uh, all you're going to do is just blow an hour having fun every week. Hobbs, you've been busy. Oh, well, you know, I mean, just trying to deal with this weather. For one thing, it's been so miserable. I like that the sun's out today, but like I went to Acme last night. That was fun. I haven't been on stage there in a while. So that was cool. And I did other stuff. I just don't remember what it was. I don't remember a time before this winter started, really. God, this is a <laughs> terrible winter. It has. It's endless. As a matter of fact, we still had snow on the ground just a day or so ago. We have no buds on our trees yet. We got nothing. It's uh-uh. absolutely dead still. Yep. And that's why we have to switch gears and go somewhere down south to meet uh, this week's guest, a buddy of mine, a guy with a story. Romero Ramirez. Hey, Romero. Hi. Hi, Moon. Hi, Hobbs. Hi, how are you? They used to do a bit on CBS, on CBS Sunday mornings, where they put up a map, and the news anchor would take a dart, and he would throw it, and wherever the dart landed, they would take a news crew there, and then they get the, the white pages, and they would open up the white pages, and just stick their finger on a name, and then they would find that person <laughs> because everybody has a story. We met in Destin, Florida at a cigar bar, and he was there with a guy that was celebrating his birthday that had a blood alcohol content of, of 0.25, right? <laughs> it was not pretty. And the guy is loud and obnoxious and just boisterous and, and, and I hate him. His name is Dan Johnson (laughs) and Dan Johnson will hear this podcast. And then he's going to want to come on because he'll, he'll want equal time. 
Okay. Uh, So anyway, we meet at this cigar bar, and this is in Destin, Florida. And as our conversation grew, he wanted to know where I was staying as a snowbird. And I told him the San Destin Golf and Beach Resort. And he's like, well, that's strange. That's where I'm staying. And I'm like, oh, really? And he goes, well, where, where are you staying on the resort? And I told him a building and he goes, oh, uh, and I said, but next month I'm moving to one called Bahia. And he goes, well, I'm in Bahia. And I'm like, really? I said, well, you know, maybe we'll see each other. We can smoke or something. And uh, he goes, well, what room is it? And I told him and literally we were next door neighbors. Mm. It was five foot from my door to his door. <laughs> we saw each other all the time. Our wives would drink uh, wine together. And Romero and I would sneak down to the parking garage or wherever we could go and have a stogie. And uh, we became really, really good friends. And I wanted him to share today how his family is of Cuban descent and how he ended up not just uh, in the United States, but eventually becoming a corporate bigwig and then actually going you know, down to Florida just to catch some sun in the winter because now he's in Michigan. With that introduction and with our mutual friend, Dan Johnson, I got to yeah. let you know two things. Um, one, Hobbs, every time you meet or when you meet Dan Johnson, his line is, hate me now, it just saves time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Now, switching to Moon and I being neighbors, uh, I, I want to, uh, correct him. There was another apartment in between us, and Moon called me once, and he said, "And he said, put your ear to the wall. <laughs> that apartment is rocking." Oh yeah, there's oh. some people having a little uh, party in their pants. That's <laughs> right. okay. All right. So, you, did so, you do the did you do the glass trick? Did you put the glass up to the wall yeah. and listen through that? Both of us did. Can you imagine seeing that? That's oh the, that's old God. that's old school porn when you just hear someone else doing it. There's no visual. It's just listening to another like a roommate or My first apartment when I first got married, uh we had a couple upstairs and they were insatiable. Right. I'm telling you, they never they were in constant penetration mode. All right. right. <laughs> but they and looked fit. Was, yeah. And she was so loud, dude. Oh, my God. Um, so your family is from Cuba. What part of Cuba? Well, we were all born in Havana, Cuba. And uh, due to uh, Castro, uh, I, I left. When I was 12 years old, uh, we all did, quite honestly. My sister was 15. And the threshold of why we left when we did is because at that time, uh, when you're, if you're a boy, you would go to the militia at 12. And if you're a girl, uh, you would go at 15. So just before uh, they would drag us from our home into the militia overnight, and they would not let us go unless they felt that we were no longer a threat to the revolution. So, you know, Moon and, and, and Hobbes, my story is one of many, uh, just like all the rest of the Cubans, except my story is unique because it's my story. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that's kind of like this 
uh, throwing the dart and hitting the map. Yes. I mean, it, the dart hit Romero. <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Right in the ass. So, okay. So now you come to the United States, uh, you land in Miami, probably. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, we, we left Cuba. Um, we landed in Miami, uh, just as you said. And of course, my dad, which was a lawyer in Cuba, uh, but never really dominated the English language. He did manual labor, uh, just hoping that Castro would would not last and he would just go back and reclaim his home, reclaim his law firm. Uh, and as you know, that's that never happened. Indiana State University in Indiana, uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, for that matter, um, knew that there were some Cubans, a lot of Cubans in Miami, a lot of them educated. So they selected 25. Uh, how they got vetted or, or screened, I don't know. But my dad was one of them that we all moved, got, got selected. We all moved to Terre Haute, Indiana. That's another story in itself, moving from Miami to Terre Haute, Indiana. After one year, he became um, accredited to teach at a high school level. And hence, we uh, at, at the state of Indiana, we stayed in Indiana. I was uh, I did my freshman year in high school in Miami, my sophomore year in Terre Haute. And then I graduated from high school in a, in a town named Fort Wayne, Indiana, which was where I met my wife. And that's where my dad got his first job. Once we were in Indiana, I wanted to be an engineer um, and I was an Indiana resident. Again, another neat story, and that's why I pronounced the Romero Ramirez, because when we became citizens, uh, someone in line, as we were getting to get indoctrinated into the citizenship, uh, asked my dad if he was going to change his name. And my dad said, oh, I've already changed my name. The guy goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, I've changed my name from Ramiro Ramirez to Romero Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> So my dad's name was the same as mine. So I don't know. You've given me a lot of credit, Moon, in becoming uh, um, an executive. But but I did uh, move through the ranks of General Motors. Um, I was awarded the General Motors Fellowship, which is a, 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 a pretty good um, award to achieve. They don't hand those out very often. Uh, that allowed me to go back to uh, school to get my master's. And I finished my career with General Motors after a good colleague of mine recruited me into, into Hewlett Packard. Um, it was Hewlett Packard that then where I routed through uh, the business sector. Once I got my undergraduate and master's in engineering, uh, I wanted to get more, I felt I got, well, I was technically competent, but I needed to understand business more so. So I went back to school and got my MBA. Um, and it was shortly after that, that IBM hired me um, uh, to run their software group called the Rational Software Group, which is a, allows programmers to develop web pages from the architecting to the coding to the testing. Um, and then I did retire from, my, from IBM and, and now circling back decided to go to Destin, Florida to, to meet Moon. And that was just a, a, such a delightful uh, meeting because I've 
we've been strong friends ever ever since. We bet on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he's one of your betting partners. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh my gosh, Hobbs. I was down to him $220 at one Uh-oh. point. Oh, Uh-oh. big time. Don't, oh, yeah. bet, don't bet Moon in football. He knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. And now we've been watching basketball. And, and here's the thing about basketball I used to watch it when I was a little boy. I remember the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers and and I always wanted to play basketball, but I was so damn short. Okay. <laughs> I remember uh, our hometown newspaper was so bored that they needed stuff to talk about that they would actually do stories about elementary school basketball games. And one time they wrote my name up in the paper and they called me minuscule. They said, Oh man, oh. minuscule. And I scored 11 points that game. Right? That's pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but, you know, I never really followed that much basketball. Now, of course, our team's in the playoffs. They're young. They make some mistakes. Uh, but they've got, uh, I think, a bright future. And uh, Romero uh, is more of a college basketball guy. And, oh, my God, he is a hoops nut. You love Purdue. And you went to Purdue, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay, so you've been a boilermaker guy forever, and then but you follow college basketball like I college. I do college football. Well, I I try Moon, and it's pretty easy because I live in Michigan, and professional sports in Michigan, um, whether it be baseball or basketball, isn't so good. So you have to be a diehard Lions fan or a, a, a Pistons fan, and since I didn't have any really skin in the game, I just concentrated more on the college level. And Hobbs, she follows football probably more than most sports. I do, but I, I've been I've been following the Timberwolves. And in fact, I was on stage last night when they lost. And I uh, was in the middle of a joke. And I can hear everybody in the bar just go, oh, God. Just, oh, God. And of course, I'm talking about something personal when it happens. So I just made fun of it on stage. I'm like, great. A woman comic starts talking. Now everybody's booing. Um, but yeah, it was. I I, I felt bad because I kept checking on the game throughout the night, going back and forth, and they seemed like they were up. Now, Hobbs. <sighs> okay, so you know that you have a set coming up during a playoff game. Do you think that people in the audience at the club are going to be watching their phones? and watching you i mean did it have a severe impact because if it were a vikings game there's no need to even try and that's horrible yeah because you can watch them choosing to watch the television something that they could do at home over listening to you there's been a lot of acts going on sale here p jug has been locked up for a long time well so anyway uh, she's had the concert bug and uh so the state fair announces two new shows. One of those shows is REO Speedwagon with Sticks. Nice. Okay. And she's like, I want to go to that. And I'm thinking, I remember telling myself after working at the state fair for 17 years in a row, okay, that if I ever had the pleasure of never going back there ever again, I I would never go. It's like if you went to an NFL game and everybody tried to leave through the same gate. That is what the Minnesota State Fair feels like, right? It, can. it is yeah. it is a wall of people. 
And, you know, when you're in a wheelchair, that doesn't make it any better. I'm running over people right and left. Right. <laughs> uh, so I put a reminder on my phone, on my Google calendar. Hey, remind me 10 o'clock tickets go on sale for REO sticks. Anyway, I forget show sells out immediately. Uh, okay. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, crap. Last night, I see a chance for redemption. ZZ Top. And so, boom, we're going to, uh, you know, make sure that she goes there. I got tickets for four different shows. Tom Segura, Chris Rock, Doobie Brothers, ZZ Top. What was the last show, Hobbs, that you went to? Do you remember? Ministry. The Palace Theater in downtown St. Paul. Yeah, if you've never been there, it's a really fun it's a great venue to go see a rock band or a punk band. It's it's a it's a really cool venue. It's got kind of like it looks old and the inside like it looked gothic, but then it's also kind of distressed in certain areas. But yeah, it was really fun. The 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 sound was great. And Romero, your last show. Um, yeah, I, I knew you would ask. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, it would be either Huey Lewis. Uh, it, it could also uh, or, or um, the gypsy kings there was rumors i don't know if they're true or not but when i was living in texas uh, huey lewis came in to do a private show for us Mm. and there were many rumors even on the internet you probably could look them up now that huey lewis was well endowed oh (laughs) right that he was is he that what the news t- was? <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. That's the news. <laughs> okay. And, and, and so, you know, you start thinking about, you know, if you see an old video, is, it almost makes you want to look at his pants to see if they're, you know, full or not. <laughs> I'm, Googling it. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me, you know, who else was supposed to be huge? Tom Jones, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. The old not singer, unusual. Tom Jones. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's new, Pussycat. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm Huey. I got distracted. And, and I'm trying to think of uh, other people that were supposed to be. Well, Tommy Lee, of course, from Motley Crue. Wow. Yeah. If even a third of that is true from that Pam and Tommy show, John Hamm is a celebrity. They call it the Hamaconda. <laughs> There was a shot that they got in People Magazine. Yeah, he was clearly not wearing briefs underneath, and he was wearing a pair of gray sweatpants. And you can see the outline, the silhouette, all of it. It's like, all righty. Ooh, I guess Robert Plant Plant was packing some heat. Tom Jones is on the list. Yeah, Huey Lewis right there. Is he on there? He's on there. It says, uh, when asked which rock star had the biggest penis of all, super groupie, Connie, Hamzy didn't hesitate before choosing the news lead singer. He's the biggest. I've always said he's the biggest. She admitted to Howard Stern on his show in 2010. She's a super groupie and she rates him the biggest. Yep. She, so she's obviously with Tom Jones and Tommy Lee and Robert Plant. She's eclectic. Oh, I guess Jay-Z packs some heat as well. Really? That makes the whole Beyonce thing make more sense. Cause Jay-Z is not that handsome of a dude. I don't think so either. And then I was going to say this, uh, you know, since we're talking about people with large penises, uh, if you remember, I believe it was just last week, we started talking about Vladimir Putin and was Putin packing. Right. You remember that? Is Putin yep. packing? Yep. Okay. And then I'm thinking, okay, what a nice way to transition into our favorite part of the show. Two questions with Putin. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is where we each get an opportunity to ask Vladimir Putin two different questions. And, you know, Romero, I'll be thinking about it. I'll start. Uh, my first question for Putin is, do you cry when you watch This Is Us? <laughs> because I'm, I'm sure he's watching it, don't you think? Everybody is. Oh, sure. I can tell you that uh, This Is Us has just been absolutely so good this season. So, so good. Question number two uh, for Vladimir Putin. What is your go-to song for karaoke? That's a good one. <laughs> I could see him doing it. Maybe. He's kind of a showman. I don't know. I could but, see him doing some like America, like horse with no name. You know, some kind of a lonely <laughs> cowboy song. I can just see it with the Russian accent. That would be awesome. That would be good. Okay, Hobbs, your turn. One thing I want to know is what was the name of your bully in high school? Because you probably had one. Yes, um, I did. I'm Ooh. sure he did, right? And did, what are you going to do to that guy? Did you retaliate against that bully, like with the SS or anything? Like, did you did you ever get back at him? We used to bully a kid in high school, and I'll never forget, we were so mean to him. We put him in what's called a jock lock. You know what that is? No. A jock lock is when a, a young male athlete wears a jock strap. Yeah. Okay? What you do is you put their arms and their legs uh, together, like you put their hands where their feet are, and then you take their athletic supporter and you use it like a zip tie. <laughs> oh, like you hog tie them with their jock? <laughs> with their jock strap, right? God, Nebraska, what... you are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to call it a jock lock. Okay. Right? So anyway, I digress. Uh, and then Romero, you got two questions for Putin? I would certainly ask him if he ever played any any sport yeah. um, being bullied in high school. Uh, I would like to know that because obviously the dude had a rough upbringing. There's certainly uh, he certainly zigged when most people zagged. Out of the two last presidents, who do, who does he like the best as a friend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that could one that could be one question. Did yeah. you ever let Donald Trump touch you inappropriately? <laughs> right? <laughs> would you let him? Maybe you just haven't had the opportunity yet, would oh, you? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and that was the thing when I was watching TikTok. There were so many people that were going off on uh, political things. I was sent a, uh, a link last night, and there was a woman, and she said to her husband, uh, you know, why is your snoring getting so bad? <laughs> and he said, well, as you age, your balls start to sag. <laughs> and he goes, my balls are covering up my anus and it's oh. causing, it's causing a vapor lock. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and she believed it. And she said, <laughs> she said, I cupped his balls for three years before I figured it out. <laughs> Oh my God! Is she just down there blowing on like? (laughs) (laughs) Ew! Oh, that's too funny. Uh, One of the things that uh, Romero and I uh, also do is we talk a lot about the shows we watch. We agree on almost everything. Uh, Breaking news: This podcast is supposed to go up on a Friday if I get it edited and turned in on time. Okay. Uh, Friday of this week 
here comes the new season of Grace and Frankie. I am very, very excited about that. Also, this Friday, here comes the last part of Ozark. No way. I've been watching Better Call Saul. I'm totally caught up with that. It's now on AMC. And so I only get a new episode every Monday, which drives me nuts. I'd rather watch them all together. Mm -hmm. There's so much great video content. What are you guys watching uh, right now, Romero? Well, uh, <clears throat> uh, we are watching uh, Netflix, a, a show called Safe. Safe. S-A-F-E. It's a guarded community. Uh, and one of the people in the safe environment uh, their daughter had a great big party selling selling drugs, and one of the kids died, and one of the daughters is missing. And so you have that dilemma of trying to unpuzzle uh, who killed the boy and why, and where is the the female, the the girl. It, and it sounds it, it is interesting. Uh, I do have to say. Uh, that it's a filler because we, <laughs> we didn't have anything else to watch. Uh, so yep. we've been watching that for an hour uh, or, or so a, a night. Uh, my wife, Anita, likes, and, and this is when I go to bed, she watches Temptation Island. Oh, God. <laughs> have you seen that? I have I have seen an episode or two. You don't really need to watch the whole thing to get the gist. I, I agree. I've watched one, <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm going to bed. I actually started Seinfeld over from the very first episode, mm. just, for, just for fun. Uh, I'm looking for something, too. We love Succession. That was absolutely yes. phenomenal. Hey, let's talk about uh, uh, my sharing of my uh, YouTube account. Okay. So I have YouTube TV and you can have uh, six family members that can use the account, which is generous. Very a gen lot. So uh, I thought, well, Hey, Romero has never had it. He should try it. So he did it and he loved it. But then the YouTube TV police found out that he is not actually part of my family He's down in Destin, Florida, so now he has no TV to watch. Aw, YouTube police, boo. Yeah, well, it's not quite that. I, I, uh, Hobbs, what Moon did, he said, YouTube TV is, it beats Sling and Hulu and the rest of them. I do have a subscription of Sling and, and Hulu um, and those my streaming networks besides netflix and the rest of the things but but moon said try this youtube tv is the best thing since sliced bread and i i agree with them uh i got hooked on youtube tv and to our dissatisfaction when the tv shut off and said you no longer can see it unless you get go back home to minneapolis yeah. <laughs> and finally they just booted me out well and you've seen what happened with netflix stock yeah. Yeah. i mean it went down 37 percent in one day and it's dumping again today it's i it. mean uh i'll just tell you the stock market year to date oh, has been awful. it is brutal yeah. and uh i talked to my finance guy and he said well he said you've given up all your gains in 2022 
you have also now given up all the money you gained in 2021. And he goes, well, you know, we're going to go back a ways on this one. Yeah. And uh, so he encouraged me to buy I bonds. I didn't know what an I bond was, but you have to get them from the U.S. government. It's called Treasury okay. Direct. And yep. you buy an I bond. You can do ten thousand dollars for each adult in the household. Oh. And it pays seven point one two percent guaranteed. As soon as the Fed bumps the interest rate, it's going to go to just over nine percent. Wow. So I will say this, they have the wonkiest website ever. And if you're going to buy an I bond, just remember, like I did not, to be able to name either a beneficiary as a person um, or as a gift to someone. Ooh, did you spell uh, my name right on the form? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to brush on this uh, just real briefly. Romero is almost like a walking miracle. Well, thank you, Moon. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. It's a little bit of a certainly what happened to me doesn't doesn't define me. But yeah, Hobbs, what happened is that I was <clears throat> losing weight. Geez, I thought to myself, oh, that's great. You know, I've been trying to lose weight all my life and I was just shedding LBs like there was no tomorrow. Uh, so I didn't really recognize the initial telltale light uh, signs. I, I also was bleeding internally. I, I didn't really spot it, I, I guess, kind of gross. It, it's that, you know, my I didn't, I don't really inspect my bowel movements too often, uh, but sure <laughs> enough, it, it was, it was there. Uh, and then lastly, I had, I started getting some chest pains and that's when uh, my wife urged me to go to urgent care. They um, ushered me to ER, uh, and um, long story here, and ending this long story, let me just land the plane. I got diagnosed with stage four mantle cell lymphoma. All the lymph nodes in my body were, were, were bleeding. Um, they were huge in size. And so I was placed in chemo uh, to reduce, um, well, first of all, they had to find out why I was bleeding internally and and I, I still to this day Hobbs or Moon can't really tell you what happened uh, on why it stopped bleeding but um, Hobbs I was going to get blood infusion um, almost w weekly and my mm -hmm. hemoglobin uh, got down to 3.2 when when the normal was 13 I was uh, I was white as a ghost and how I um, didn't faint uh, it was just an act of God. They did put me on chemo. Um, after three months of chemo, um, the oncologist said that chemo wasn't working, at least that cocktail, and so that she was going to go and strengthen the chemo, one that has to be administered in the hospital, um, and that every time they would do the chemo, it would be you know roughly a week of recovery in the hospital before they would, would, would let me go. With those scary news, I did decide to get a second opinion. And so I went to the University of Michigan Cancer Center, the research center, and I saw the, uh, by luck, the oncologist that specialized in mantle cell lymphoma. And I told them what I had been through in the regiment that they were gonna give, put me through. And he said, just let me take some tests, uh, hold off on, the new cocktail, 
and let me see what I can find. So he did some tests, found out why in my body uh, the normal chemo wasn't going to work. And so he said, I'm going to put on, I'm going to give you a chemo pill that was just recently approved by the F FDA. In fact, July of 2019, and this was, this was October of 2020, uh, that he put me on this pill. And he said, I'm just going to give you this medicine until your insurance paper on uh, your insurance approves the procedure that I have outlined for you. Uh, and that is to take out all your P cells, uh, sorry, not all your P cells, take some of your P cells, we'll freeze them, we will re-engineer them and put them back in your body and those will become the cancer killing agent. And while that was happening, um, he did a PET scan and I found out three months after taking, uh, no, not three months, I've, um, yeah, three months to the day of taking this uh, medicine called Brukinza, I was in remission. I didn't have to go through the uh, bone marrow transplant that I just described. And I've been on this medication ever since. And uh, so God had given me a second chance for sure. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I am actually going back to drive to Michigan because um, I am on maintenance mode. And again, uh, if everything falls the same way it's falling, I will stay on this medicine. As the doctor indicated, uh, you will die with lymphoma. My job is to make sure you don't die because of it. And this guy is such a miracle worker. Um, he's unfortunately leaving the University of Michigan Cancer Center for another research firm uh, in California. And I'm literally driving back so I can see him and personally thank him, even though I've done so for you know the last year or so. Um, I wanted to just send him my personal best and thank him in person. I see him on May 3rd. You know, Anita Romero's wife has also been through two bouts of breast cancer. That's true. And uh, to tie that in, it was her oncologist is the oncologist that I chose to see uh, because she's been, I'm going to say, a friend of the family. Uh, Anita had uh, her first bout, then 20 years later had her second bout, and now she's been uh, in remission for over five years. Well, on that happy note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it better when we were talking two questions with Putin. <laughs> Hobbs, you got any shows you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I will be at the Monday night comedy show. They're having the 15th anniversary. That's going to be Monday, May 11th, I believe. I'm pulling up my calendar right now. And then there's a fun show. You remember our good friend, Rudy Pavich, who used to yep. work at. Yeah. So Rudy's also a stand-up comedian, and he just hit me up about doing a show, and it's going to be at um, the Crane, which is right by the Twin Stadium, May twelfth, and uh, it's going to be a live taping of stand-up, and uh, there's going to be like, I think some, I think we're doing um, like a roast battle. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I feel like I'm going to get to insult people, which is my favorite. So that's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time. And, and, you know, when I watch people right now that are at baseball games here in the Twin Cities, are you a hardcore or what? Because yeah. it's cold. I mean, it's yes, cold. Yes, it is. 
And yeah. who wants to go to a game when it's frigid? But, you know, they sell tickets. I don't know. Yeah, the diehards and do. Then, well, but you get a better deal if you'll put up with the cold. Isn't it usually cheaper, those early season tickets? I'm sure they are. Yeah. And then, Romero, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I, I want to. Uh, well, before I plug anything, Hobbs, how close do, do you live from from Moon? Because one of the things in my bucket list is to visit Minnesota and, and have a cigar with uh, with Moon and see Cynthia. And I'd love to be able to meet you in person as well. Oh, I'll I'll come down for cigar for cigar uh, night. I'm, I'm not good. far. I'm about about a half an hour probably from Moon, something like yeah, that. So I'm in St. Paul. Yeah, it's not not far. Right. Got it. Oh, uh, by the way, I, I want to tell you guys about something that I just have learned about. Uh, my son told me about it because he's moving to an area called Loring Park. Loring Park is a, a older area here in the Twin Cities. Uh, it's where most of the city's gay population resides. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of, you know, LGBTQ uh, events. It, you know, it's just a really cool area. But yep. there's a ton of crime there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was my my son told me about the Citizen app. The Citizen app, you okay, download we're talking about that. Yeah. You download it and you put your address in, and then you can scroll and make the map bigger or smaller with your fingers. And wherever you see a uh, event, it shows on what's going on. And when you're out in the suburbs, there's no events. But as you scroll into the metropolitan areas, you got a lot of events. And I've been watching near your place, Hobbs. Yeah. I'm telling you, shots fired. Oh, yeah. Gunshots detected. uh, Person assaulted. Strong armed robbery. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. man with brandishing knife. uh, You know, and and so I would like everybody to download the Citizen app. Mm. And then just have some fun, right? Because we have no idea what a first responder's day looks like. But when you click on that and you see all of those different events, Hobbs has a degree in uh, law enforcement. She just never did anything with it. Mm. Nope. I just use it for myself. (laughs) Keep myself out of trouble. That's basically the purpose (laughs) of it. Um, I'm downloading it now. I'm going to, we'll, we'll see. I almost don't want to know. Like when I first moved in here, I bought a police scanner because I always wanted one. I thought that would be fun. And then I'm like, this sucks. I, I'm like, I'm just constantly <laughs> hearing in the background, these problems. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that this is, maybe I should just put on some jazz or something like some sort of formello. <laughs> um, but yeah, St. Paul's got a lot of murders this year. A lot of homicides. Oh yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and a lot of carjackings. Not as bad as Minneapolis, but it's been bad. So y'all, so well, Ramiro, when you come and visit, I guess what Moon is saying, don't come to my house. Go to go to. House. <laughs> we'll meet out in the herbs. Yeah. All, All right. right. That happy note. Let's wrap it up. That's fifty-three of them. Make sure you share this podcast. Like this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors. Kiss the dog, rub your baby's belly, whatever you got to do to spread the news of Moon P. Jug and Hive.